The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100, win $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, November 3rd, currently 11.07 on the East Coast. Small schedule here in the NBA, as usual, on Thursdays. Two games on the schedule, but hey, we're here to break them down with you. We'll go side total player props. You know how we do it here. We'll also talk about what we saw yesterday in the NBA, a huge schedule. But joining me first, you guys know him as a superstar of the show, co-host of, obviously, the NBA Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, WNBA Gambling Podcast. He's all over the network. It's Terrell, <laughs> the villain, Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? How you doing this morning? Ah, uh, fuck the Knicks. Ah, uh, because I mean it. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't give it out. I don't know how I didn't get on top of this world because it's the old. It was on brand for me not only to bet Knicks money line last night, but Julius Randle over nineteen and a half. And not only did the Knicks go up twenty early in that game, but also. Julius Randle started the game with 10 points in the first quarter and then proceeded to have four points for the rest of the game. I mean, I think we kind of got away from Nick's first half, Terrell, because that's hey, that was really the play. Like, (laughs) and that's really what's kicking me because it's like, dang, the first half really, but it really was a good read. Atlanta's been getting the ass whooped by New York in the regular season for years. So, I don't know. They just folded, man. It, it was probably one of the worst. That third quarter was absolutely terrible, just 10 points yeah. in the third quarter. So that was probably one of the worst ones last night. Um, Memphis got it done. I mean, that was there. Uh, we could talk Lakers. Lakers got it done in the end with some heroics. Shout out to Matt Ryan for finally having a game-winning drive this season. <laughs> so shout shout out to Matt Ryan for being able, you know, Matt Ryan and Matt Ryan both have one thing in common. They both tied games this season. <laughs> well, they get they good. <laughs> so I mean, not only one of them will be finishing the season. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, both of them might not finish how the Lakers is going. But I'm we'll, good. I'm here, Moon Off. What's up? Yeah. We'll we'll get into all the action from yesterday here in a second. But also joining us, the newest co-host of the NBA Gambling Podcast. He's going to be heavily involved on the SGPN Network, doing some fantasy football. I'm sorry, fantasy basketball pod with us. Also some writing for the website, but he's going to be joining us on the NBA Gambling Podcast. It's Delonte Smith. Delonte, welcome, man. I'm so, so glad to have you on the NBA pod, my man. Man, I appreciate it. I'm glad to be here. Talk hoops with you two guys. Really appreciate that. Yeah, so Delonte is going to be with us. We're going to be talking about hoops as usual on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Uh, guy that knows his basketball. I had a lot of conversations with him offline um, and, you know, happy to have him on uh, the NBA Gambling Podcast. But to know, I guess, uh, maybe a coincidence, but Terrell and Delonte have something in, in, in common. They both went to a, uh, NCANT. Am I correct? That's right. That's yes, right. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Class of 2018. Uh, I graduated in 14, so I'm a little older. That's literally like when I got there. I got there the yeah. fall of 2014. Yeah, I, gra- I graduated in the uh, fall of 2014. I got to a in the spring of 2010, so I was like a semester, a little. Okay, a so we, was, we had an overlap of a semester. We had an yeah. overlap of a semester. That's yeah, so my, um, my girlfriend, she graduated in last year. Actually, she was supposed to graduate during the COVID year and all that happened. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Good to have another Aggie on here. For yeah, sure, right. for sure. We locked in. Yeah. yeah, so last night, guys, uh, big schedule. Uh, picks didn't do that well last night, Terrell, but we had uh, Scott carry the weight for us. Ended yeah, up going sure. two and four last night. Uh, Next, yeah, like we talked about, they really they really uh, punched us in the mouth, especially in that second half, where they only scored 10 points in that third quarter, like you said. But, um, Terrell, I'll start with you. Anything outside of – the Knicks uh, or the Lakers that kind of stood out to you. Um, that Lakers line was pretty tricky. 
It, it, we talked about it. it was at three i think it closed around minus two so i thought yeah I was yeah the money came in yeah money came in late but money always comes in on the lakers so that really wasn't nothing like different for me i just uh the pelicans just had opportunities they had opportunity to put go up four they needed one free throw in dyson daniels and you know as soon as he went to the line i looked at him and i could tell i was like dang you got to miss <laughs> both of these like <laughs> i'm not even gonna hold you he looked like a college football kicker with zero point zero one seconds left on the clock, knowing that they kick about to be the one to win the game, and they just walk out there and fold. So and I looked at his face, and I could tell he wasn't ready for that moment. And you know, pulled a, a cool DeAndre Ayton in that one, but it's all good. Uh, I mean, the Cavaliers are legit. Yeah, that's all. I, the Cavaliers are legit. That was a really yeah. good win against the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics wasn't going back. Wasn't backing down, and that game went back into overtime. And that that duo of Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell is really, really good, man. Like now, they just need like a solid, a solid wing, a solid wing, somebody that could kind of play two ways. Like if they get that, they're gonna be really. And what's crazy is you look at what Laurie's doing over for Utah, and you're like, dog, that's like perfect. And they could have just kept Laurie in the deal. That's yeah. what they need because even though he's a seven footer, like he's playing the wing, like he's playing a, as a solid wing right now. So Karis LeVert, I like him for this team. I think he's a little bit better off the bench. Uh, probably some point they're going to be tinkering with that lineup and probably move Isaac Okoro back into that lineup just for some extra defense and uh, somebody that's really athletic, able to get on both sides of the court. But this this Cavaliers team looks legit, man. They look really, really good. This backcourt of Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland is going to be really good. And then the front court we already know of Evan Mobley and Jared Allen. So yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this Cavs team. I think they just have a better matchup over this this Celtics team that always has struggled with the center position. It's not doing them any favors with Robert Williams being out. Yeah, and now they have to go up against two guys, like you mentioned, Jared Allen and uh, Evan Mobley in that front court for the Cavs. Uh, Delonte, same question to you, my man. Uh, anything that stood out to you outside of the Cavs, Lakers, and the Knicks last night um, as far as the action? Uh, I mean, a couple things uh, with Milwaukee. They're still steamrolling everybody, um, even with the injuries. Just They just keep looking more impressive. Um I was impressed still, I mean, as most people were with the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz, they were, like, controlling most of that game against the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, and even with Luka uh, being Luka, they still controlled most of the game. And they even uh, – I was on the Mavericks last night, and they were up six late, uh, couldn't get a stop. Uh, Sexton uh, hit a big shot. I think Conley hit a shot yeah. in the corner to cut it. And um, they just uh, – the Jazz, they just keep playing hard. I mean, they got – I know coming into the season, I think me and you talked about uh, the Jazz being, you know, one of the worst teams in the uh, NBA, but they yeah. came out and they just keep playing hard and competing and they possibly should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, back to the to the Knicks. I know you talked about the Knicks, but yeah. I thought quickly was um, was real good. He actually led them in rebounds. Yeah, six. Nah, there's yeah. no way. He had like seven rebounds in the first quarter. Like It was really insane. <laughs> right. When I looked at the box score, I'm like, because uh, who was he on? I was on, uh, I had a Julius Randle double-double prop in there at one point. And I look and I see like, this is why betting sucks. Because why does Isaiah quickly, not Isaiah, but Emmanuel quickly come off the bench and able to walk into seven rebounds right. like that? right. So him with double-digit rebounds, that kind of surprised me um, as well. And I think he should get a, a little bit more a little bit more time. I know that they got a lot of guard dip, but, I mean, his ability to shoot, and, I mean, obviously he's not that good of a rebounder as he, as he was last night, but his ability to shoot, he's like one of the better free-throw shooters in the um, in the NBA. So he's, he's going to be on the court. He could be on the court, you know, in the clutch time. And uh, the play of DeJounte Murray is, is out of this yeah. world. He's just like – He's just so good at defending, and he's even boosting up how uh, uh, you know the other team. The other teams are. I mean, his teammates are defending. Like mm-hmm. it's just contagious. So that's another thing that I saw. Other when he had five steals again last night. Um, might be worth you know a flyer for some defensive player of the year. If you uh, what the Knicks need to do is the Knicks need to just go ahead and just shoot up a prayer and get Quentin Grimes back. Like fully back. I know we played five minutes last night, but he needs to be fully back in the lineup because the issue with the Knicks here is when you look at the players for the Knicks and the people that are on the team, Jalen Brunson, 
Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, Emmanuel Quickly, even Obi Toppin a little bit. Like all of these guys are volume guys that need to get in the rhythm. They need minutes to get in the rhythm of playing basketball. Quentin Grimes is a guy from Houston that can come in there. It doesn't matter if you give him 15 minutes, if you give him 10 minutes, 20 minutes, he's going to come in there and be instant offense as like as if. He doesn't need a bunch of minutes. He's one of those guys that, hey, you give me the minutes I got, then I'm just be able to do it. And without him in there and without giving him 10 to 12 minutes, you're not getting that person off the bench that can just come off the bench and do those things. Like all these, all these guys are kind of low-key like glorified starters because they just need the volume and the minutes and the time and play to be able to keep going. And that's really what ended up happening that second half. Nobody could get hot. Nobody could get in rhythm. And they end up scoring 10 points in the third quarter. Yeah, uh, and what Delonte said about uh, DeJounte Murray last night, especially in that fourth quarter where he was just really defensively he was locked in, but even offensively uh, he was really good. I mean, he was forced in turnovers, was able to get easy baskets and really push out that lead, uh, or not only get the lead, but first come back and tie the game up and then push out the lead for the uh, Atlanta Hawks, and they pretty much ran away with it uh, in that third quarter, outscoring the Atlanta Hawks 32-10. to Um Anything else from last night, guys, that you guys want to discuss before we get into the two games here tonight? Um, I wanted to ask, uh, I wanted to ask Terrell, do you think they should move Derrick Rose and Fournier to get those young guys some more minutes? Because I mean, I feel like Derrick Rose and uh Fournier, I mean, they're not really helping the Knicks get over that hump. I mean, those young guys are gonna be, you know, core yeah. pieces in the future. So getting them more minutes. I mean, they played, I think, 17. I think Fournier played 17 last night and uh, Derrick Rose played 14. So, I mean, that's, you know, 31 minutes that could have went to those young guys to help, you know, develop them and get them in a rhythm. I mean, I I don't just – I don't think anything they can do right now kind of help. Like, uh, I get you kind of want to give those guys minutes, but you also don't want to kind of mess up the integrity of the team. You still need an outside shooter. You need Derrick Rose to run the offense and get everybody going in that second-string offense. So I wouldn't necessarily say you got to move on for those guys. Derrick Rose is like a very, very big part of what that team wants to do, especially coming off the bench and just making sure that the offense continues to flow. It just – I think that they need just better – they need to understand their rotation, and Tibbs needs to get everybody understanding what their role is on that team. Am I somebody that's going to come in and beat instant offense off the bench? Am I somebody that's just going to get to my spot and the ball comes to me and I just hit a shot? Like, what is the identity of what my role is? And unfortunately, Tibbs is not getting that across. That's why he needs to go at coach. Like, a coach needs to be able to get everybody understanding what my role is on this team, what I'm supposed to do on this team, and then, you know, collapses like you had last night don't happen. Honestly, if it was me and I ain't even trying to be a fan homer, I would have fired Tibbs after last night because that's just – it just proved <laughs> another season you're still blowing 20-point leads at home. Like yeah. another season you're still blowing 20-point leads. So obviously you can't get it done. I would have parted ways with Tibbs last night. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, before we get into the two-game schedule for the Thursday night in the NBA, let me tell you guys about our presenting sponsor, Win. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with win rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each hour from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, Bet 100, and Win 100. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers of exchange, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And also, the Sports Gambling Podcast is giving you a chance to win your choice of either an autographed Lawrence Taylor 
or autograph Brian Dawkins jersey. Contest is completely free to enter. All you got to do is, number one, subscribe to youtube.com slash podcast. Number two, comment on a video. Each video is a new chance to win. And number three, turn your notifications on so you don't miss SGP contacting you when they pull the winner. The winner will be announced on Sunday's recap show. So make sure to turn on those notifications so you know when you are the winner, when you get your chance of a choice of a Lawrence Taylor autographed jersey or a Brian Dawkins autographed jersey. All right, gentlemen, uh, two games on the schedule tonight uh, in the NBA. First game is going to be the Golden State Warriors in Orlando to take on the Orlando Magic. This is going to be a 7 o'clock Eastern start. Um, Looking at the lines for this game, currently seeing over on win bet that the Golden State Warriors are a a nine-point road favorite here. Total is sitting at 227 points. Uh, money line minus 400 for the Golden State Warriors and plus 310 for the Orlando Magic. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, Dante DiVincenzo, left hamstring strain. He is out. Um, that is really the only injury for the Golden State Warriors. For the Orlando Magic, Cole Anthony is out. Uh, Markel Fultz continues to be out with the left toe fracture. Gary Harris also recovering. From a left knee injury, Jonathan Isaac, left knee injury recovery. Um, Terrence Ross, I know, left last game for the Orlando Magic with a left knee injury. He is officially questionable tonight for the Orlando Magic. And Mo Wagner is also out tonight with a right midfoot sprain for the Orlando Magic. Golden State Warriors currently are winless on the road so far this season where they are 0-4. Kind of a slow start here for the Golden State Warriors where they are 3-5 and five overall. Have been struggling mightily on the defensive side of the basketball. Orlando Magic, same story. Have only one win on the season. But for them, they've only this is only going to be their third home game out of the eight games that they have played so far this season. And their first overall pick, Paolo Pancaro, has looked absolutely incredible so far for them this season. But Terrell, let me start with you on this game between the Golden State Warriors, who are winless on the road, laying nine points against an Orlando Magic team. Yeah, they they're struggling on defensive end on the road this season, and really just really for a majority of the season. But last three games, giving up one hundred twenty one point three points per game, and you sit here and you look about what they're doing on the offensive side of the ball. They can't hit from the outside shot at all. They're shooting thirty two percent over these past three games that they played on the road that they've lost in, and so. It feels like that this is that same stretch, East Coast stretch that the Warriors always sometimes go on. It just hasn't happened normally in the beginning of a season. But I remember last year, it was like a certain point in time after Clay came back where the Warriors went to the East Coast and just seemed like they lost every single game. They lost to the Magic when they were the terrible trash team that they were last year. They lost to... Uh, I think it was the Heat. I think it was the 76ers in that stretch as well. Like, they just lost a bunch of games that they probably should have won. Yeah, that 76ers game had nobody playing. It was no James Harden. It was no Joe Embiid. They still lost the game. So, uh, I think that is kind of one of those stretches here. And I feel like this is a bit of a get-right game for Golden State. But it's hard to lay nine points with Golden State, seeing how terrible this defense has been over these past couple of games. Like, they're not not forcing turnovers. They're not – uh, running in transition. They're just kind of just giving up points and just trying to outscore the other team. So yeah. uh, I'm going to go with the Orlando Magic here, plus nine. I like that Window Carter, the size for Orlando Magic, Window Carter. We talk about Bo Bo, Mo Bamba down there. They got those seven-footers. Franz Wagner as well. We talk about another guy that's got that height with them. They has a lot of size on Golden State. And I think Golden State's going to try to run a bunch of those guys off the court. However, Franz Wagner and, you know, Wendell Carter, those guys can run. Like, those guys can run in offense as well. I don't think it's going to be as easy as just trying to force those guys off the court. So I like the size that that provides. And I just think that Paolo Bencaro is going to be a little bit of a matchup nightmare for Golden State. I love to see how Andrew Wiggins attacks him today. Hopefully Wiggins can slow him down. If he does, then this is going to be completely different. And it's going to be a, you know, a route by Golden State if Andrew Wiggins is able to slow down Paolo Bencaro. But – uh, before I see that, I'm going to just go ahead and take the points. 
Yeah, I think the interesting X's and O's matchup, at least in this game, is what you just mentioned there, Terrell, is that the size of uh, the Orlando Magic, it's probably what's going to give fits to the Golden State Warriors with, you know, what you mentioned with Pankero, with with Mo Bamba, with Wendell Carter Jr. I have to expect them to at least dominate on the boards here for the Orlando Magic. But uh, Delonte, let me get to you here. Uh, what's your take on this game between the Golden State Warriors and the Orlando Magic? Um, yeah, man, like you said, with the Warriors, uh, they usually play great defense. I mean, that's what I mean, people see the offense, of course, uh, the ball movement with Steph shooting. But what they really pride themselves on is being led uh, by Draymond on the defensive end. Uh, like on the road, uh, they are like 0-4 ATS. I don't know if you mentioned that. I remember you mentioned their road record, but like against the spread, they're 0-4, um, 29th in points allowed. Uh, they just... They just don't have it defensively. And I think tonight is it's kind of a get-right spot for them with Orlando. Um, I do kind of see Steph and uh, Clay, you know, getting back on track, being able to be in sync. Uh, what Kerr has been doing with the lineup, uh, it, he's been pretty much, like, trying to get those guys playing time. So he's not, like, in rhythm with his uh, – with his lineups and being able to play certain guys with certain with other guys. So he's kind of like tinkering with the lineup, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. Uh, like Wiseman is up and down with minutes. Like one mm-hmm. one game he'll play 15 and then next min- the next game he'll play like five. So it's kind of up in the air. And that's kind of we- – I'm kind of weary of that being that, you know, they've lost five of the last seven uh, and three straight. But I think this is a get-right spot for them. Uh, Paolo does worry me, uh, like you guys were mentioning. But I think Dray- the combination of Draymond and uh, Wiggins on him could uh, could kind of slow him down. I mean, he's the only pretty much bona fide scorer that they got. Wagner, uh, Franz Wagner, is another guy who uh, who can score. But um, I like I like uh, like the Warriors here. I think the Warriors get right. I think they win by doubles uh, as long as they can contain. Follow and keep Franz from uh, getting into the, getting into the paint. I think they got a chance to win by double figures here. I think the the what you just mentioned there, Delonte, is that do we see James Wiseman playing more minutes tonight to maybe yes. that the link that the Orlando right. Magic has, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a great point that you bring up because we saw early on in the season where he was getting in the range of around 15 to 20 minutes. But over the last three games, he's only played 5, 13, and 9. So I think that'll be something interesting to watch here tonight uh, for the Golden State Warriors and the rotations that um, Steve Kerr is trying to, like you mentioned, tinker with and and, and figure out uh, as, you know, the starters or at least Clay and Draymond have been around that 30 minute mark. Um, and, you know, other guys are having to step up in that span. But I do agree that this is a get right spot for the Orlando. Uh, sorry, for the Golden State Warriors. Um I I, I want to lay the nine here. I, I think I will. I'm going to go with the minus nine with the Warriors here. I think that offensively that the Warriors just have a little more than the Orlando Magic, especially with the guard play without having Cole Anthony in this lineup uh, for the uh, Orlando Magic. I think that most of their points would have probably have to come inside the paint for the Orlando Magic. Um, so I'm going to lay the nine points here with the Golden State Warriors. Uh on the total here, Terrell, let me start with you on the total if you have an opinion on that. Currently sitting at 227 over on win bet. Um, you have any feel for that? I mean, how Golden State's playing defense right now, I have to go over, it, especially if I think the Orlando Magic are going to be in this game. I think it's because that the Golden State Warriors just kind of, you know, maybe they – I wouldn't even say – I'd say they kind of get out fast in that second half. Orlando's been pretty decent in the first half, so I think this is a closer game in the first half. And I would actually play a first-half number with Orlando. Probably can get that at four-and-a-half. So i probably play a first – or five. i probably play a first-half number with Orlando. I think they can cover the first half. But And, of course, we know the Warriors' third quarter is just the fact that when the fourth quarter comes around, the Warriors are up big. Do they play with their food and just kind of let some easy buckets to pile up and Carroll, Franz Wagner – and Jayla Suggs, all those guys kind of go in. And so I think I'm I'm gonna roll with the over here. I'm gonna look to kind of play this number live, get get a slow starting first quarter, and then let the number drop and come in on an over. But no, I think that this is this is pretty solid for an over for me. Yeah, I agree about the over. Um until I see the Golden State Warriors start playing defense. Um, I, I got to stay with with the over here. Even at 227, I think that this is a, a game where um, I think we see pace. I think that Warriors will have an easy time on offense. Um, and let's not forget the last game 
for the Orlando Magic, which was against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. They gave up 116 to them, um, yep. and they gave up 114 to the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and then earlier this season, in their losses, they've given up around the range of 110. So I think that maybe a Golden State Warriors team total may be worth a play here as well tonight. Um, Delonte, same question. Any thoughts on the total here? Um, actually, you guys uh, brought up some interesting things. I was leaning towards the under, um, specifically the Orlando Magic team total under. Uh, okay. I think I seen it at uh, 109 and a half, maybe 109, 109, 109 and a half. I think mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I checked that this morning uh, right before we jumped on. And uh, out of all the games that they've played this year, being the Magic, they've only like surpassed that number once. And that was ironically against the, one of the better defensive teams in the Celtics. I think they put up 120 on the Celtics. Um, and being that it's, you know, one of the only games on, on tonight, I think Steve Carroll put an emphasis on, you know, putting together a solid defensive effort. And like I said, with Wiseman, I mean, like you said with Wiseman coming in, him and Kaminga being able to control some of those bigs and protect the paint, uh, Wiggins and uh, Draymond, you know, taking on the task of guarding Paolo and Franz. I think they could, I think it could be a slow, a slower paced game for uh, Orlando. Now, the only thing that does worry me that uh, you guys brought up with is, I mean, Orlando's good defensively. They've, uh, I think they rank. Uh, top 15 in adjusted defensive rating, which, I mean, that's, you know, it's good, but it's not the go to state. They haven't defended the go to state Warriors, which is unlike any other offense in the NBA. So that does kind of worry me. But if I had to just make a play, I would probably go with the team total of Orlando um, under. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, let's talk about some player props in this game here. Uh, Terrell, anything that sticks out to you for player props? Yeah, I'm looking towards Wendell Carter over nine and a half rebounds, yep. and just thinking he uses his side on size on the inside. I kind of lean towards Paolo as well. Paolo is really active on the boards as well, and I mean, if I'm on the Magic, I feel like I have to. Like, I feel like being on Paolo Bancaro's points and you know liking the Magic spread are kind of go hand in hand. Like, if you like the Magic, you like Paolo Bancaro to have a pretty nice game. Um, yeah, I agree about that over on Wendell Carter at nine and a half right now. I, um, he's done really well against teams that have struggled against the center position. And that has been, I think, the Thunder, the Pistons, and I believe the Celtics as well. And I think all yep. three of those games, he was in double-digit rebounding. And now you have a team like the Warriors that, again, lack a little bit of size inside. But it'll be interesting if James Wiseman is out there for the Golden State Warriors to kind of you know offset some of the length that the front core of the Orlando Magic do have, but I still like that window Carter over nine and a half um, rebounds in this game. Um, Delonte, any player props that you may be looking at in this game? Uh, a couple, one from each team. I'm looking yeah. at uh, for Orlando. I'm looking at Wagner's uh, assists. Um, being that Cole Anthony's out, uh, he'll be more than likely playing like a point four role. So I think he'll ha- he'll have the ball in his hands more. He's hit uh, he's hit over five. Assi- I mean, over four and a half assists in three of the last five games. So that just shows he has the ability to be able to spread the ball out. And they, the Orlando Magic, they like to run in transition. I think they're one of the better transition teams um, in the NBA. Uh, so I think they'll be on the run and uh, be able to get Franz Wagner over four and a half assists. Um, with the with the Warriors, I didn't see uh, Jordan Poole's number. Did you, see, did you happen to see Jordan Poole's number? Uh, on his points, uh, yeah, on his points. Did you happen to see it? Uh, sixteen and a half right now. Yeah, I'll I'll lean. Uh, actually, I will. I'll play that over. Uh, last game, he only had nine points on three of ten shooting versus Miami. Uh, in that game, Miami did somewhat of a a zone defense, and it he looked mm-hmm. kind of lost honestly whenever they, whenever he was out there. That was a great game, also. I mean, he, and they were it was a point of emphasis on him for that game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they they were going out there and you know the refs said that hey we're gonna make sure we call this travel today and so he really never could get in rhythm like you get right. three travel calls put on you like that and that continues to knock you out of rhythm out of rhythm out of rhythm and I think that he definitely does have a bounce back game in this one tonight just because of the fact of now they like they realize that they called it excessively on him and he's mm-hmm. not gonna get those calls tonight he's gonna get in rhythm they're not gonna you know take the ball out of his hands or anything like that. Like he's going to be fine tonight. I agree. I like his overrun points. Yeah. That's, that's the one of the, that's one of the reasons why I was uh, leaning towards that. Um, and just, he's going to get more, he's going to get more opportunity being that clays on that minute restriction. 
Uh, he's going to have more opportunities to play with the ones. He's going to play with the twos. And Orlando, they're not deep in the backcourt at all, especially with the injuries. I, and Terrence Ross, I'm not sure if he's playing. I think it's a game-time decision. So even without him, um, or even with him, I still like uh, Poole to bounce back and score over that. Love it. Um, yeah, that what you Terrell just mentioned that last game against Miami, there's an emphasis emphasis on Jordan Poole and, and the palming or, or the double dribble, or you might want to call it, um, that he got called for it three times in that game against Miami. So that was really interesting to see uh, in that game. But yeah, I like those plays. Franz Wagner so far this season, uh, without Cole Anthony in the lineup in four games, he's had at more four or more assists in each of those games. In two of those uh, four games, he's had five or more. So if you're able to find him maybe three and a half or, you know, uh, four and a half to two and a half plus odds. I think that's a great way to look at this game uh, or for as far as player prop for Franz Wagner. Um, anything else guys before this game, before we get over to the second game of the night? Um, no, I got a, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I got a, a, I don't know if it's a long shot. I didn't see a double double for Bobo. Um, he's got, he had, he's had a double double in uh, four of the last five and he scored in double figures in three of the last four. And, you know, if, if Kerr doesn't play, uh, Wiseman and Kaminga more than he could snatch, you know, double digit rebounds pretty easily. Um, yeah. And then he's going to have opportunities being with Isaac out and some of those other wings. Like he's, he, I mean, he's seven foot, of course, but he plays more so the forward role on the team. So I could see him getting ample opportunities to grab rebounds and score some points. Yeah, I currently don't see that listed right now. I think maybe because he's coming off of the bench, uh, you probably right. get that closer to yeah, get Yeah, I didn't, time, I didn't yeah. see it either, but that's something, that's something I'll be looking at for sure. Yeah, 100%. All right, guys, let's get over to the second game of the night. It's going to be the Denver Nuggets headed to Oklahoma to take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, both teams currently sitting at 4-3. and three. This is going to be an 8 o'clock Eastern start. Um, looking at the lines for this game, currently over on win bet. Denver is a 6.5-point road favorite here. Total sitting at 229, minus 260 on the money line for the Denver Nuggets and plus 210 as a home underdog for the OKC Thunder. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, um, currently for the road team, the Denver Nuggets, I'm currently seeing Bones Highland is questionable tonight with a left hip strain. Ish Smith is also questionable tonight with a right right calf strain. Um, and that is it. And then a pretty clean injury report for OKC. Obviously, the only one that's on the injury report is Chet Holmgren, who we already know is gone for the season. Uh, these two teams matched up earlier this season in the battle of their Northwest division where the um, Denver Nuggets took care of business in that game. They won that game 120, 122. Well, they didn't take care of business, but they won that game 122, 117. Um, no, they didn't and, take care of business because they didn't cover. Yeah, and they lost they me did. money too. Yeah, there you go. No, well, no, I was on OKC. But I was just saying they didn't cover because in 2022, these teams have played five times and OKC has covered all five times. One outright twice, but covered all five times. Yeah, and they match up again. And for whatever reason, it seems like Denver just struggles within their own division. Uh, we talked about that when we were doing the division previews. So far this season, Denver is just 2-2 two and two against their division. We saw that opening night loss to Utah Jazz. Uh, they did beat OKC, but they didn't cover the number like you know uh, Terrell just mentioned there over the last five meetings. But here we are again between these two teams. Last matchup, like I mentioned, 122-117 victory for the Denver Nuggets in that game. Nikola Jokic notched a triple-double. He finished up that game with 19 points, 16 rebounds, and 13 assists. Uh, Jamal Murray chipped in with 16, 21 for KCP. And then Shea, uh, Shea in that game, Shea goes to Alexander, 28 points for the Thunder, also finished up with seven assists. Uh, Josh Giddy did play in that game, and he will be a go tonight as well, where he had 19 points, 12 rebounds, and six assists. But... Back at it here tonight, like I mentioned, six-and-a-half-point road favorites here for the Denver Nuggets. Delonte, let me start with you on this game between the Denver Nuggets and the OKC Thunder. Let's start with the spread here first. Uh, what are you thinking about the spread here with a minus six-and-a-half-point road favorite? Yeah, I, I like uh, I like OKC. Um, uh, they're six-and-one ATS, five-and-one uh, as an underdog, three-and-one at home. Uh, they get giddy back. Uh, yep. they'll be they, they they match up like we just talked about they match up pretty well with with Denver and another player who's been playing awesome on the defensive end is Lou Dort 
Um, over the last three games, uh, he had matchup assignments with uh, Paul George, with Luca and Paolo, and he held them all to their season lows. So I think tonight it's going to be interesting who he matches up with. I'm assuming it's Jamal Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it, so, if it is Jamal Murray, I would lean to his uh, points total under, and I would lean to Michael Porter's going over because they don't have another defender who can pretty much contain uh, Michael Porter. But as far as the spread, I like OKC. Uh, they're pretty good at home. Uh, Giddy's being back in the lineup. Uh, they're gonna get out and run, and I think that they uh, I think they have what it takes to cover the spread tonight. Yeah, OKC is one of four teams so far this season that is six and one against the spread. That's going to be Portland, OKC, Cleveland, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And like uh, Delante mentioned, they're at home so far this season. Again, very small sample because we are early on in the season. OKC three and one against the spread, where they're covering by an average of nine point six points uh, in those matchups. So Delante locks. The OKC Thunder to cover the spread up plus six and a half. Terrell, same question. Uh, which side are you leaning here? I mean, they just kind of have this Denver team nugget when it, this Denver Nuggets team number when it comes to against the spread. Like I said, in 2022, these teams have played five times this year, five times this year, and OKC has covered every single game. And now you have to wonder, wait, how did they play five times this year? The season just started. Yes, we're going back to last season as well in 2022. They have still covered this number when OKC didn't even have SGA playing in all those games. Like they just find ways to cover against this Denver team. And it's because Denver cannot defend. Denver struggles on the defensive end of the basketball. When we just talked about the last three games, OKC has been up defensively. Denver has come down defensively. OKC is fifth in opponents three-point percentage at 32.4%. Denver is all the way down at 23rd in 36.6%. You go here in two points per game, and they're doing it there as well. 110.9 points per game in the last three for OKC. It's 11th, and Denver's all the way down at 17 at 117. Uh, and it's just because that's not the emphasis. Like, that's never been the emphasis on defense in this Denver Nuggets team. You're not going to get a defensive effort from Jokic. You may get a big body in the lane, but you're not going to get a really strong defensive effort. You're not going to get that from a lot of guys in this lineup. Whereas you sit here and you look at OKC and you have a whole bunch of guys, again, trying to compete to make sure they stay on the roster. Because how that OKC team is, is so fluid that you may not even be on the roster the next day. So, yeah, I think that this is a spot where OKC just kind of outplays, plays hard. Denver comes lacking and just kind of lets them do whatever they want on the offensive end. And then Denver tries to take the game back when it matters. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and I'll play the OKC with the number. This feels like a pretty chalky play. I feel like everybody's on OKC, but it, it just seems right. I can't lay this amount of points with this Denver team right now. Yeah, I mean, look, you're right. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, going back to last season, the last five matchups that, you know, they've covered the number and a lot of those games were without SGA and even probably Josh Giddy in those lineups. And you have all your guys healthy playing in this game. And what Delante said as well is that I think Luca came in after their matchup against OKC and said Lou Jordan is one of the, what, three best defenders that he's gone up against. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Uh, over the course of his career. So I think that, you know, when you match up Lou Dort on whether it's Jamal Murray or whether it's Michael Porter Jr., um, you know, that's going to put a lot of pressure on, you know, Nikola Jokic to do what he did in the last game where he put up that triple-double for them to win that game, but they still only won that game by five points. So, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think just there's just certain matchups and certain teams that just have the number, like you mentioned there, Terrell. That ter- that Thunder is just one of those teams that the 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 Nuggets struggle with. So uh, I like the plus six and a half. Um, let's go to the total here, and then we'll get into some player props as well. Currently sitting at two twenty nine uh, for this game here, uh, Terrell. Let me start with you on the total. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I'm going over in this one too. I mean, I I can't not go over in this one. It's just, The defensive effort by Denver has been so bad this season. And then you combine that with the fact that OKC is just letting anybody and everybody get grab rebounds. Like you just look at who they played and what their rebounds total. They've let Luka get 16. They let uh, Rudy Gobert be a 14, 15 in both of his appearances. They let just let 
12 for Wendell Carter. Like, they're letting all the big men in every single game. Their best rebounder, whoever your best rebounder is, is getting those rebounds. And so I think that that's something that's going to end up hurting them and why they won't be able to pull away in this game, but just keep it close. So, yeah, give me an over. Yeah, if you kind of just look at the pace numbers as well, over the last five games, um, OKC on the season are number five, but over the last five games, number seven and Denver – uh, right around league average at number 16 as far as pace goes uh, so far this season. So that only bodes well towards, you know, with more positions, obviously more points being able to be scored uh, in this game. Delonte, same question. Thoughts on the total here currently sitting at 229. Uh, I'm on the same side. I'm on the same side, man. I like the over uh, this in the first game. The uh, the total, I think it closed at 226 and a half. And even with um, even with Denver, basically, they they shot fifty percent from three in that in that game, and OKC shot forty percent from three. So now obviously that's not gonna, you know, it's not it's unlikely that it happens again. But it got well over that it got well over that number. So they only adjusted by what two or three points. So I, I like the over uh, on the road this season. Um, Denver has been giving up one hundred and twenty five points per game. Mm. Like so that's just that's pitiful. Like you, yeah. like Terrell was saying, is I mean that's just that's not good. And at the at the rim, I think he hit on this as well. Uh, if the guards of um, OKC, if they can get to the rim, it's no protection back there. Like Joker, like Joker is a great player, but he's not a good defender. They don't have a rim protector, and that shows in the stats. Uh, they're twenty seventh in rim percentage defense, which is basically the amount of uh, the percentage of baskets that are made by the opposition at the rim they're giving up 66.1 percent at the rim and if sga giddy dort if some of those guys can get to the rim they're going to get fouled or get a basket possibly both so i like the over uh, i think that both teams get up and down uh with the rim protection of um, denver being slight sga they're gonna have a field day at the rim so uh give me the over yeah, I mean, you talked about the last game there that, you know, it went, I think they scored at what combined 239 points in that, mm-hmm. uh, in that game. But if you even go down further, yeah, they made 23 point shots, uh, did the Denver Nuggets, but they also missed 13 free throws in that game, yep. um, where they only shot 58.1% from the free throw line. So when you're getting, you know, free Bs, you got to knock them down. Obviously, that only helps the over as well. The clock stopped and getting free throws there. So, yeah, until I see, um, again, another team like the Golden State Warriors, like the Denver Nuggets, put up an effort on defense, I uh, think you got to continue riding the overs here um, for uh, at least these two teams as well. So, um, yeah, I think we're all on the thunder here, also on the over. Let's get into some player props here. Uh, Terrell, I'll start with you. Anything that sticks out to you as far as player props? Yeah, I see the captain in the chat asking about Josh Giddy points over 12 and a half. I think it's a pretty solid play. Uh, I'm not mad at it. Um just uh, how bad this Denver Nuggets defense is. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunities for a lot of players on this OKC, t- OKC side of the ball to be able to score the basketball. And if you look at Giddy's three games he played against OKC, he has 14, 11, and 19. So he's been over this twice. Now, a couple of those games probably was without SGA in the lineup, but I think SGA can really just open things up more for him as the, you know, the attention that he's going to, you know, command. And honestly, there's not a one-on-one on-ball defender that I like on this Denver Nuggets team. Like there's nobody that I think that can just guard anybody on the other side one-on-one. So yeah, no, go ahead. Give me Josh Giddy over 12 and a half points. I like that one. And then, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I'll just take a stab at either Michael Porter Jr. or Aaron Gordon's rebounds because they're giving, OKC's giving up rebounds to the best defense rim, not rim but the best rebounders on the other team they're giving those rebounds up like there's so many rebounds out there that they're giving up to the other team so i'll take a stab at you know maybe aaron gordon he had a double double last time maybe he gets another one this game or even michael porter jr because he's another guy that kind of hangs by the rim to make sure he touches the basketball all right uh yeah i like those uh you know we talked about how okc has given up those reefs to the either the power forward position or the center position. I think that last game was a prime example where Jokic was able to grab 16 and he's 
usually had success grabbing rebounds against the OKC Thunder. Uh, I'll pull up those numbers. Uh, yeah, it's right here. To. I got it right here. So yeah, go ahead. If if you go through them, they gave up twelve to one on Carter. You got sixteen to Luca. You got eighteen and fourteen to Zubat. You got fifteen to Rudy Gobert. Sixteen to Rudy Gobert. You got eleven to Anthony Edwards. Sixteen to Joker and ten to Aaron Gordon. This team is just not a good rebounding team, and they give it up to the best rebounders on the other side of ball. So I just like that's. I like backing them. That was the reason why I was on Wendell Carter when they played uh, the Magic. Yep. And I'm going to continue to do it. I don't want to do Jokic because he's kind of more of the chalkier play. Yeah. But to come in and possibly get a pretty good number on Michael Porter Jr. or Aaron Gordon, I like that. All right, Delonte, uh, any player process they got to you for this game? Yeah, uh, that one didn't stick out. But when you read out the numbers, I think I think I'm gonna be on that too. Uh, a couple of them that did stand out to me was uh, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, over. I think I don't know if it's at sixteen and a half or seventeen and a half. It was at sixteen and a half when I looked uh, this morning. Um, but his sixteen points, and a half first point. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, so I'll, I'll go over his points. I think that um, I think that he'll have a good night. Lou Dort will. I'm a, I'm assuming that he'll be on Jamal Murray just because. Jamal Murray is going to be controlling the controlling the game for the most part, and OKC doesn't have another wing defender like Lou Dort. So I think Michael Porter Jr. is going to you know make a uh, he's going to make a concerted effort to get the ball. They're going to make a concerted effort to get him the ball and get going. So I lean. Uh, well, I'll be I'll be betting on um, Michael Porter Jr. over sixteen and a half, and I do like that giddy prop. I mean that giddy uh, points over um, for all the reasons that Terrell had, and I think that SGA had twenty eight in that first matchup. So mm-hmm. KCP, he's gonna be he's gonna be pretty he's gonna be pretty locked in to make sure that it doesn't happen again. And I think that leads to more opportunity for Josh Giddy to be able to get some points. Uh so I would be betting Michael Porter Jr. over 16 and a half, uh, along with that Josh Giddy over 12 and a half points prop. Love it. Um uh, yeah, anything else for this game, guys? Uh, as far as OKC and Denver goes before we get into uh lock and dog. No, I'm ready. Let's go. Yep, let's do it. All right, let's get into our lock and dog for this schedule. Uh, only two games to pick from, so you know we got to be a little picky. Maybe throw out some player props as well as your best, or sorry for your dog or your lock. But um, here, I'll kick it off here uh, with my uh, lock for tonight. I'm gonna go with the. Let's go with the over in the Denver Nuggets in the OKC Thunder game. That number is currently over on WinBet at 229. Uh, it talked about, I think the one thing that does kind of stick out is the pace that these two teams do play at. Um, you know, the last couple, couple matchups, we've seen a lot of points being scored uh, earlier this season. Like we mentioned a couple weeks ago, 117, uh, 122, 239 points. Delonte led out the numbers there, the three-point shooting, but also the Denver Nuggets weren't able to knock down free throws. And I think that should improve them for them here tonight. So I think we see pace um, and I think that points will be put up in this game. So I'm going to go Denver Nuggets and OKC Thunder. Over 229 for my log. Um, for my dog, I'm going to go with a small puppy here, player prop here, double-double here tonight. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. currently sitting at plus 110 to get a double-double. I think that he'll have some. He'll have success grabbing those rebounds for the um, Orlando Magic. I think they can get into that range of 10 to 11 to 12. Mentioned that the Warriors do struggle getting uh, keeping big men out of uh, the box or boxing them out and, and not letting those guys get rebounds. Like I mentioned, um, teams like Boston, uh, Detroit, OKC, where he had double-digit rebounds in Wendell Carter Jr. I think the Warriors are another prime example of that. And we know he can put the ball in the basket as well. So for my dog, I will go uh, Wendell Carter Jr., double-double, plus 110 uh, as my dog for tonight. Uh, Delonte, what do you got for us uh, for your lock and dog for tonight? Uh, my lock, I'm going with Jordan Poole uh, over the 16 and a half points, um, okay. like we like we went over uh, nine points last last game three, on three of ten shooting. Uh, Orlando doesn't have a defender coming off the bench, or even that starting that could be able to control what Jordan Poole does. He's gonna have the ball. We all know he's gonna have the ball in his hands a lot. Um, I think he's gonna have a bounce back game. Like you said, they're not gonna call that traveling or palming, uh, whatever they want to call it. Not gonna call that again tonight. Um, I, and I think that Golden State is going to score some points. I think they're going to have a big night. So with all that lines up with Jordan Poole having a having a good night with Clay being on that minutes restriction. So uh, I look for Jordan Poole to have a big night uh, for my uh, lot. All right. So that's 16 and a half, right? Yeah, 16 and a half 16 right and now. Okay, is what cool. I'm seeing. Yeah. 
And what do uh, you got for your dog? For my dog, I'm going OKC. Okay, um, we okay. all we read we read off all the numbers. Uh, even even if we want to date back further from last season up until this point, uh, OKC is 63.2% against the spread since last season. So they match up well with Denver. Um, I don't think that Denver will be able to control some of those guards being able to get to the paint. Um, they're not going to shoot 50% again from the, from the three. Uh, so I like OKC. Uh, they might might even sprinkle some on the money line. They might win it outright. Love it. All right, so lock for Delonte Pool over 16 and a half and Thunder ATS and sprinkle a little bit on that money line as well. Uh, Terrell, what do you got for us for your lock and dog? All right, let's close this out strong for my lock. Let's go Michael Porter Jr. over six and a half rebounds, minus 132. And this is just going back to, again, I've gave you all the numbers, all the rebounds. They've given it up to the best rebounder. They've given it up to the second-best rebounder. Mike Porter Jr., second-best rebounder on the Nuggets. It's pretty easy. Just play the first and second rebounder against the Thunder. They're going to get theirs. doesn't matter. So, Mike Porter Jr., over 6.5. I think that's a great number. For my dog, I was gonna go OKC. I'm a hey, pivot, bad, bad. and it's all good. I'm a pivot, and I'm gonna go. Do I want to be safe or give you the one with value? Uh, I'll just I, I'll cut it in the middle. Give me SGA score thirty points plus one forty. SGA is right. a dog. They he's had pretty good points totals against this Denver Nuggets team in the past. He's gone out there giving them 28 and 29 in his last game. Uh, had one game with eight in between there, then another game with 27 in there. He's right there on the cup and on the threshold. He's been playing out of his mind this season. I'm going to just go ahead and continue to back SGA. So give me SGA to score 30 at plus 140. Love it. Um, all right. That's going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast. Short schedule here in the NBA, uh, two games on the schedule, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a huge schedule as usual on Fridays in the NBA. So look out for that pod and we'll be trying to go around the same time so you guys can tune in on YouTube, watch us live and on Twitter. But uh, Terrell, anything else before we get out of here, my man? No, no, I'm good. Uh, make sure you tap into all of us with the network. I'll be back later to do some Sunday, some Sunday football props. All right, and uh, Delonte, the newest member of the NBA Gambling Podcast team, happy to have you aboard, my man. Uh, let the people know where they can find you on social media, man, man. Uh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, I'm on Twitter at XXLonteXX. Uh, I put a lot of stuff out on there. Um, I'll be uh, I'll be looking forward to tapping in with you guys um, on some NBA stuff. So uh, yes, I'm on Twitter giving out picks and just – running off some stats. I, I like to look at it from a more like analytical approach. So I like numbers. So that's what, that's what I'll be bringing, try to bring to uh, help contribute. Yes, there we go. Uh, so make sure to also follow the Twitter account for the NBA gambling podcast S at SGPN NBA. Like I mentioned, we'll be back tomorrow uh, for the Friday games in some form or fashion. All right. Good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let, it ride. <laughs>